Hi, hi, hiya. Welcome to another episode of A Joel New World, a Walt Disney World podcast. I am your host, Joel, and today is July 19th, 2023. This year is pretty much halfway over, right? If you can do the math there, it is halfway over. What a year it's been so far. Um, recently, man, I just had one of the greatest trips of my life uh, to a Walt Disney World resort and theme park, uh, all wrapped into one. We like to do these staycations, and uh, we've kind of gotten into a habit, or I have, my wife and I, of looking at the DVC rental store. So if you're not aware of that, it's where DVC members can kind of like sublet or sell some of their points and make reservations for common folk like me, right? So um, it's a good way to experience some of those DVC resorts or... Uh, you know, stay at some of these great resorts for a fraction of the price. So, you know, for instance, you could stay at the Treehouse Villas like I did myself over at Saratoga Springs, and that is exclusive to DVC. Um, To the best of my knowledge, that is DVC only. So, um, for that portion of it, at least, for the Treehouse. Uh, I got to do that. The price was a lot less than it normally was. You kind of have to pick and choose your battles of when to go. Uh, The summer seems to be pretty good rates right now. So the DVC rental store is where I like to go. And just recently, we just did a one night stay because, you know, we wanted to try it out. And I had kind of prioritized it at number one on my bucket list. And that is the Polynesian Village Resort. And man, it was incredible. So if you have never stayed there, I know it's pricey. It is, it is very costly, uh, costly, but Man, is it worth it? Um, from the pool, they have a couple of pools that are really incredible. Different vibes at each one. The quick serve for me was what put it over the edge. The quick serve, the sit down, all the meals, dining, the beverage, the drinks, the bars, everything. You name it. The merchandise was incredible too. Everything there is fantastic. Uh, it's on the monorail loop. It's the second stop right in the middle. If you're desperate, you can walk from the Polynesian. I don't advise that. Um, it is, the walkway is kind of temporarily blocked, and you have to detour around that new DVC tower that they're building there uh, off the beach. And, man, this was an incredible resort. This definitely takes the cake at number one for me, and it's not even close. And I know I am. Later in the month, I am going to stay at the Contemporary. My, um, my folks are coming into the town. And we wanted to stay super close to Magic Kingdom and very conveniently to Epcot with the monorail. And I'm curious to compare them because I'm staying there in the same month. So I want to, I think I'll have a really good overview of the monorail resorts after this month. And especially after this year, because I think close to Christmas time, we booked through the DVC rental store, um, a studio villa at Grand Floridian. So this year we're knocking out all of the monorail loop resorts which we have never stayed at before this year and that's a that's an amazing adventure i love it so i'll have further reviews on those as i do them but the polynesian boy it was incredible um everything about it says resort style vacation and sometimes you do get what you pay for and that can be said in a positive light like it is here you do pay a little bit more you pay more of a premium but man it's just so convenient everything feels extravagant 
and the theming is everywhere at that resort and um, we stayed at the Tokelau building which is right next to the Oasis pool which is more of like a quiet or adult style pool which has awesome cabanas that are covered and it has its own food place that you can eat we did not actually get there because it was just a one night um, stay but we went to Captain Cook's when we arrived and boy that place was amazing we pretty much tried out that whole entire menu the chicken wings the Korean barbecue sauce is what I chose those were phenomenal um, up there with like b-dubs but I like those a little bit better uh, buffalo wild wings but you could tell they were freshly fried and the sauce was was great chef's kiss um, I also or we also got the pulled pork nachos and these were the star of the show at Captain Cook's it has that Kahlua style pork on it sweet a little bit of heat some cheese sauce and it's on these fried potato chips and you can tell that they were freshly fried and created um, and they were the star of the show by far incredible we also tried out the coconut meatballs with the rice that was great too it's a little bit different so if you're not used to that um, if you're used to the traditional meatball with the red sauce right or the gravy um, it's gonna be a lot different than that but it is good those meatballs were really good that coconut rice sauce that they have is great as well um, my wife got the vegetable noodles those were good too they were steaming hot so you know they were fresh uh, or at least had been sitting in at the proper temperature the whole morning those were great too um, I went to Trader Sam's Grog Grotto they said it would be about a four-hour wait for the traditional indoor and I get it it's kind of small in there theming's great and that's why people go but you can go right outside to the terrace and there's a bar full bar what you get inside right there without theming and all that go up there you can order your drinks they have uh, servers come by and serve you food and drinks off the menu you get the full menu experience out there um, without the wait so that was nice we did that and um, yeah I went up to the bar we got a couple of drinks I got the Krakatoa punch um, the mosquito mojito was really good we got a couple of non-alcoholic beverages for the kids and uh, I think it was the Schweitzer Falls is what we got something like that and I also ordered the pot stickers kind of like what you would receive at Ohana those were chef's kiss as well those were great I think we got five of those the food there is amazing and you're never gonna run out of options we ate Kona Cafe breakfast. We mobile ordered it and picked it up. I got the Tonga toast. That was always good as always. It was a little hard to cut with the plastic silverware, so heads up on that. Uh, that was good. My wife got the macadamia nut pancakes, and the Gouda cheese grits were probably the star of the show, and the side of potatoes. Um, the home-style potatoes were phenomenal. Those were the best ones with the red skin uh, on them, the red potato skin, and they were just cooked to perfection and uh it took about you know 20 to 30 minutes wait to pick it up but you can kind of explore the resort in the lobby as you're waiting it is like a normal sit down restaurant so as expected we took it back to the room we enjoyed the room and the view and we ate in the comfort of our own room and it was delicious and there's much much more at the polynesian that we could have done and could have eaten at but you know we ran out of time and we spent probably I would say a good four to five hours at the amazing pool has a really great slide with some great views overlooking the seven seas lagoon you can see the castle 
Um, and the thing that really stuck out was you can see Cinderella's Castle. You can see Space Mountain, Tron, Big Thunder Mountain. You can see all of those things from the pool if you're in the right spot. From the beach out there, you can see all of those things. That is an incredible view, and you're not going to beat that anywhere else, but um, just a fantastic experience. The kids' area, the splash pad, was phenomenal. Amazing. The kids could have spent all day there, and we pretty much did. We spent half a day um, and beat the rain over there before it came, but the splash pad was hands down the best one we've been to. Uh, it has a really great slide. Um, you know, like one of the adult slides in the main pool, basically like that, just less intense. It is covered and there is some dark darkness to it, but it's basically a straight shot down, curves around, and then shoots you out to the bottom very casually. Uh, there's a little kitty slide over there too. A lot of tiki statues that shoot water out. Uh, just a great, great splash pad. And uh, the scenery can't be beat. Um, the main pool, I find it, the pool was a little small, but um, it was a good size. That's the only knock on it. The slide was really, really fun. Great views as you're going up. And um, I was able to take the the GoPro on it into the water and down the slide. So if you want to see me sliding down that slide, check out my YouTube channel at Joel New World. Um, just uploaded the Polynesian Tokelau room uh, stay video there. So check it out. Make sure to like and subscribe that. That'll help me out so I can create new content for you guys and keep this show with Joel New World uh, going strong in multiple formats. Not only audio as in podcast, but video and in writing or text format with the blog, you can head over to ajolnewworld.com and get that there. So, uh, as, as well as many other things, if I have some like tip sheets and things like that about the Food and Wine Festival that's coming up at Epcot, um, I'm selling those for a couple of bucks. Uh, it has some new list. It's basically all the items you can find anywhere, but I kind of put a new spin on it. So if you're a beer drinker like myself. I got all 32 or 33 beers listed there at each booth in a checklist format. So if you're wanting, you're wanting to go back multiple times, I don't advise drinking all 32 beers in one day or one weekend, but um, you know you can certainly try, and you can check them off right there. So just for a couple bucks, I have a um, very user-friendly format where you can check off items as you complete them. I have a complete list of all the brand new, I think it's 73 plus menu items at the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot, which is starting fairly soon here. It starts later this month at the very end. I think it's the 27th of this month is when it opens. So go out there to ajolnewworld.com, get your digital download of those checklist, and I expect to upload a few more before the festival, um, one of the greatest festivals at Epcot, the Food and Wine Festival begins. So head there to ajolnewworld.com, get those now, be prepared. It's a great way to, you know, peruse the list and make a game plan. If you are planning to visit, um, you know, get those. It's good, good to prepare for sure. Um, anyways, Polynesian Resort, hands down best resort I've stayed at. And I'm going to move on uh, because we have a show to cover today. And, uh, and this is what we do it, man. I'm just so excited. I love getting to do these experiences. That's why we moved to Orlando um, a year and a half ago. And we're loving every single minute of it. So, um, but now let's get to today's episode. Let's get to the main event of today's episode. And I'm going to keep it simple. 
I like simple topics. I like list episodes. I like countdowns. Did you guys ever watch like the uh, the countdowns at the end of the new year on like VH1 or MTV? I always like those for some reason. I don't know why. I'm probably a big nerd, but I was like trying to predict, you know, what was going to be the top song of the year and so forth. But today we're going to do it that style. We're going to do it MTV style. I'll be your Carson Daly today. And we're going to go from 10 down to 1, the top 10 rides at Magic Kingdom. So starting at number 10, we're going to go down all the way to number 1. I have uh, basically a rubric for how I graded these so that it kind of took bias out of it a little bit. So um, obviously everybody's going to have their personal favorites. I love every single attraction on this list. Um, None of them that I hate for sure. Um, I just definitely enjoy thrills. I enjoy the theming, and I enjoy the rewritability, basically, right? Or if you're standing outside in a queue all day long in 95-degree sun and 100% humidity, right? That's going to make it kind of dip down on my list a little bit. And then, you know, everybody has their own criteria, and it's basically whoever's criteria it is. But this is mine. It's a Joel New World. I'm Joel. And, you know... This is going to be my rubric for today's show, but everybody has their own opinions, their own list, and that's what makes it great. So let's get started at number 10. Let's don't waste any time. Let's get right into our Joel New World Magic Kingdom Top 10 Countdown, the Best Rides Edition. So number 10, Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. And I just did this uh, after we rode the monorail over to Magic Kingdom that evening on Saturday evening from the Polynesian. And I love that ride over, but um, we went in the evening so we could beat the heat a little bit, and it rained. It came a downpour right after I bought Genie Plus um, so I could get the Haunted Mansion on Saturday. came a downpour immediately after, so, um, you know, that always happens, right? You're trying to plan ahead, and then something happens, but we were able to get back out after the downpour, and we missed all that rain, all the lightning, and we had a great evening as well, so... It's all the fireworks too, all that. But number 10, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. You can see me riding it in the video on YouTube as well because we did do that. Um, but Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, I love this attraction. My kids love it as well. Kids of all ages can ride it. No height requirement, which is incredible. Um, and I guess I should probably start off by giving you my, my five uh, criteria for this ranking. So number one is theming. How well is the ride themed? And um, keep in mind that this is Disney World, so everything is generally themed really well. So it's gonna have to. I'm gonna have to scrutinize here and there. But most on this list have a high theming. Just FYI. Um, Number two is a thrill factor. It needs to have some thrill for me. And if it does not, it needs to have rewritability, which is another topic on this as well. And the enjoyment factor the overall enjoyment i get so maybe it's not thrill invoking or anything like that but maybe it just brings back those old memories or it's just a fun ride right like um if you're on a slow moving dark ride maybe it's super enjoying right or you get a lot of enjoyment out of that that's how i rank that um and my final category is limitations well for me or any of you out there that may have small ones or some kids that are under that you know three foot threshold like 36 inches to 40 inches if they're under that they could put a damper on your plans a little bit 
Um, they do have rider swap and things like that, but it's just not the same experience when you're not all doing it together as a family. So limitations being um, one of my criteria because if my kids can't ride it, it kind of means that I can't ride it too sometimes. So, um, so yeah, those are the five categories, theming, thrill factor, enjoyment, rewritability, and limitations. So I took an average of those five and put them together, ranking them from one to 10. And this is my list. Number 10 is Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Love this um, interactive game. It's basically laser tag for Walt Disney World's version, right? And you go throughout, you can spin it. What I love the most is that you can actually spin around and control the vehicle. And it, you can press the button multiple times or you can hold it down for a different mode. Different targets are worth different values. I just love that. I love the vibrant colors in there. Almost like a pop of neon. It's almost what Rock and Roller Coaster needs inside. And I haven't ridden that in a while. So, um, But Buzz Lightyear, this is my number 10. I love that ride. My kids love it. Anybody can ride it of all ages, all sizes. And you can get different things out of it, right? Try to get the high score, which is 999,999. Or, you know, you try to beat your score from last time. So... Or try to find a new target that's the better than the last one. So um, that's my number 10, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. On to number 9, The Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. And I love this ride, but I don't love the weight for it. So I don't love the weight. It always builds up. I know at Disneyland when we used to live in Vegas, the weight for this was very minimal. But here, for some reason, it's drastically different and a lot longer. So... I know the vehicles only load, you know, up to four or five people or six people at a time. So that probably plays a huge factor in it as well. But uh, my favorite scene is when you start bouncing up and down or floating. It feels like you're floating in the water of the flooded house of Winnie the Pooh. Love the songs. I love the colors. I love the effects on there as well. Like when he's dreaming and you kind of see Winnie the Pooh floating out. Um, I love it. I love everything about that ride brings me back to when i first saw winnie the pooh and would watch it all the time as a kid but many adventures of winnie the pooh is my number nine just beating out buzz like your space ranger spin um and just another disclaimer buzz Lightyear's is a great interactive ride but when you compare it to like toy story mania um it's like night and day i will take toy story mania all day um so that one's gonna get the edge over buzz Lightyear's for sure so Number 10, Buzz Lightyear, and number 9, Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. On to number 8, and this might be my first controversial one, but um, Space Mountain is my number 8 ride, number 8 attraction. And here are the reasons. So, it feels a little outdated. I love the theming, I love everything about it, I love the thrill factor, the fact that it's in the dark, but that track system is a little bit rough, and you feel like you just got into a heavyweight fight when you get off of that thing sometimes. Um... You know, it hits a little bit different for sure. But I love that attraction. I'm always going to ride it. And I love that they change out um, the theming and put an overlay on it sometimes for certain events as well, like Christmas. Or I wish they'd really bring that Star Wars one to uh, Walt Disney World like they had at um, Disneyland. I love that overlay so much. But Space Mountain, I gave it a three for theming. I love the theming, like I said. Um, it's a little bit outdated and on the ride it's basically dark so um, you know and if you see it with the lights on it's just a track so um, 
so yeah that's where i put that number eight on my list is space mountain the thrill factor is a five for sure um so from one to five that's a five enjoyment's a five i enjoy it all the time rewritability is a little bit lower just because like i said it takes a it takes a beating on you and uh it's a three for me the limitations is probably what brought this ranking down it's a two uh because the height requirement and you know even if they meet the height requirement like my daughter she would never ride this ride until she's a little bit older and a little bit braver for sure so um space mountain solid ride i love all these rides on this one and i'm gonna put space mountain at number eight on my list today on to number seven peter pan's flight i love this classic attraction i love that you fly over london uh through the pirate ship love it love 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 it um I don't love the weight for it, and I honestly don't understand the high wait times for it, to be perfectly honest. It's like 90 to 100 minutes most days, but um, so if you're getting a fast pass, that's a good one to get, or Genie Plus reservation, but Peter Pan's Flight's my number seven. I love that ride. The theming's incredible. I love the ride vehicle. I love that there's no height requirement as well, um, so that ranks it a little bit higher than Space Mountain for sure. And I know that you can only load, like, you know, like I said with Winnie the Pooh, like five to six people at a time. That's for sure slowing it down. But this one is on a conveyor belt system, so um, it does load a little bit quicker. And like I said, let me go back to Space Mountain for just a second. Sorry, I'm jumping all over the place, but 44 inches is the height requirement. That's almost four feet tall, so that's a pretty big limitation. Um, and like I said, Peter Pan does not have one as well, which is ranking it higher for me. Maybe if you're going solo or just you and your significant other or family members that are older, your list could be completely different because that, the limitation factor, you're probably just going to throw out the window, right? And I understand that. Um, but yeah, Peter Pan's Flight, classic attraction, love it. I would probably highly recommend getting a Genie Plus reservation for that one and skipping the line. I feel like when you're waiting forever, though I do love the queue there, um, it is interactive, that I would probably rather skip the line then wait the 60 to 90 minutes for that because that's gonna bring down your opinion of that attraction in my opinion number six we're moving on we're moving quick we're hitting it quick here um no frills but number six is tron that's a brand new attraction to tomorrowland which is tron light cycle run and i love this ride i've only ridden it twice to be honest i've ridden it with the um normal traditional seat in the back that you have to wait for and i've ridden on the motorcycle vehicle as well um it's a great attraction it's very thrilling i gave it a five for thrill factor a five for theming the theming is incredible uh enjoyment's a five the rewritability is also a five i want to ride it over and over and over again i still have to uh have yet to ride it at night which i hope to do soon maybe with my contemporary stay i can do that but the limitations is pretty huge on this one. And it ranked a one. So that really brought down Tron, as you can see. Um, all four of the other categories are five. This one's a one. And that's because you have to be 48 inches or four feet exactly to ride this ride. Um, so yeah. And if you want to ride it, you have to get in a virtual queue right now. That's a big limitation right now. And it's gone in seconds. It's gone in, if not seconds, a minute or less. Um, and if you want to ride it, you have to pay about $20 to do it the other way. So those are big limitations for me. 
and like I said, if my family can't enjoy it as a whole, it's going to bring it down on my list just for me. So that's why Tron's my number six. It is an incredible addition. I love it, but it's definitely for the older crowd or the bigger kids. So um, Tron, awesome. Love it. Love the music. Love the lighting. Love the ride vehicle. Uh, it is a little bit uncomfortable if you are larger um, like myself. I'm taller. I'm about 6'3 for reference. Um, I have wide shoulders, big legs, so um, kind of built like a football player so or an offensive lineman, if you will. But that's a big limitation, but it doesn't really detract from my enjoyment, honestly. So don't let that stop you. On to number five, Pirates of the Caribbean. Classic attraction. It's started a film franchise with Johnny Depp, and it's kind of evolved over time. But I remember this attraction from when I was a kid. I remember that iconic scene with the jail cell and it was burning and the dog has the key in its mouth. That's the one scene that I remember from my childhood when I came to Walt Disney World um, that one time. But it's just an amazing attraction. I do prefer the one at Disneyland versus uh, Magic Kingdom here in Orlando. And that's simply because of the multiple drops that you receive. And um, it has a bigger drop for sure. Or at least it feels like it at Disneyland. But still a great attraction i love the queue here much more than the one in disneyland for sure and pirates of the caribbean you're going to be singing a pirate's life for me right yo ho yo ho a pirate's life for me you're going to be singing that after you ride that you're going to be singing at night when you go to bed it's just catchy the music the theming i love this attraction it is a water ride there's no limitations to it all kids of all sizes can ride this no minimum height and um, that's what i love about walt disney world when you go other places like sea world you go to universal it's hard to find attractions for my two-year-old right it's very very hard very difficult but walt disney world does an amazing job of making it accessible for all people and i love that about walt disney world all right number four we're moving quick on to number four seven dwarfs mine train a newer attraction and it it kind of gets knocked a little bit for being a shorter attraction but it's definitely definitely that step up from barnstormer it's like the gap from barnstormer to big thunder mountain railroad in my opinion it is made for younger kids much more so than big thunder mountain big thunder mountain has that single lap bar so if it's like me and my daughter riding it you know she's going to be going all over the place so make sure to grab her and hold her hold her tight because she's going to be jumping up and down on big thunder mountain and sliding all over the place but um seven doors mine train it has its own like little seat it even has like a butt indention so uh, i know that sounds weird but that's exactly what it is and um it has a place to put your butt there it has its own individual lap bar so it's kind of more conscious of um smaller riders so love it it sways you can actually kind of control the sway of it too as you go into those curves and if you get everybody in your party swaying back and forth on the same side, you can actually affect it. So that's good. The height requirement on this one is, let's find it here, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is 38 inches, so not too too bad on that front. It is a premium attraction on the individual lightning lane. It costs about $11 on average um, if you want to guarantee your spot. Or you can wait it out in the normal standby queue, which has pretty substantial weights as well which are in excess of 60 minutes on on average um it's a great attraction theme to the seven dwarfs um 
or Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Love it. Hi ho! I love that that part where you're going up. Um, they're they're singing hi ho, and you're going down that big drop with the picture. Um, and I love that because you can kind of capture that memory of riding that ride because it does offer an on ride photo. So number four, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Um, and on to our top three. Number three, I'm not going to waste any time. It's Jungle Cruise. This is a hard hitter, classic attraction for a reason. You got dad jokes for days on this, depending on your uh, skipper. It can change. My kids love it. There's no height requirement to this one as well. So that ranked it a lot higher for me. And everybody loves this ride. It always has a long wait. This is a great one to get on Genie Plus as well. Um, it's one of the first ones to sell out, and for good reason. Everybody can ride it. It's fun. You get these fictional animatronic animals. You get the funny, witty jokes. You get the backside of water right and i just love this attraction it's awesome it's incredible not much more to say about that they even made a movie about it and um yeah jungle cruise is my number three i love this love 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 the theming love everything about it number three jungle cruise on to number two on this list and that i was torn between these two really number one and number two these could be interchanged depending on the day or what I'm in the mood for. But number two, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. I love it. This was my favorite one. It's probably my favorite roller coaster in Magic Kingdom. And it has been for quite some time since I was a young kid. You know, it's a very thrilling ride. The height requirement is, so check my notes, 40 inches. So, you know, it's not terrible. It's definitely not the Space Mountain or the Trons of the world, but it is a step up, like I said, from um, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And basically it goes Barnstormer, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Big Thunder, and then I would even throw in, you know, Expedition Everest. That's kind of like the natural progression as you age um, and to take your kids on. So um, it's that level of intensity. That's the kind of the scale for me. And the thrill factor is amazing. I love it. You're sliding all over the place, especially if you're by yourself or you're crushing someone with you. Um, you have the goat. You have all the sights, the sounds, the mountains, um, the mine shaft. You're kind of on an unsteady track there at one point in time. Um, you have some amazing views. And this attraction does vary from daytime to nighttime greatly. I don't know what it is, but it seems faster at night. seems better at night, in my opinion. And it's a great spot to see the fireworks, too, if you can time it just right as you're going up that mountain. One of the best experiences in the world. Um, all right, that leaves number one. There is, and a lot of you could probably guess what it is. There is a new movie coming out about it, and it is The Haunted Mansion. I love this ride. Uh, I love it mostly for the theming, for the music. Uh, there's no height requirement whatsoever. So that's a big factor as well. Uh, I love the cast members interact with you as well. The stretching room, the ghost host. You do get an on-ride photo too. That's awesome. Uh, the the singing bust as you're going through the graveyard scene. Love, love, love everything about Haunted Mansion. I could ride this repeatedly over and over and over again. And one big factor to this, um, it is that it is an air conditioning the whole time that you're in there. As opposed to Big Thunder, you're kind of hot, you're kind of sweaty until you're actually moving on the ride. And you don't really have a chance to cool down, but Haunted Mansion, 
gives you that opportunity, especially on these hot summer days. Um, and let's just kind of go back to the rubric here for Haunted Mansion. I gave it a five for theming. You're not going to find a better themed ride. Thrill, I give it a three. You know, it is a little bit spooky. So if you're, um, you know, you find those things kind of spooky, it could be thrilling for you for sure, especially for younger kids. Enjoyment's a five. The rewritability is a five. And the limitations, I gave it a five as well because there's no limitations on that ride as well unless you're you know really afraid of this ride or you know something like that it's also not very loud so if you're sensitive to loud noises you know it's not going to bother you in the least so haunted mansion is my number one attraction at magic kingdom i hope to do this for all four of these theme parks but let's review this list let's recap a joel new world's joel's official magic kingdom top 10 rides and as I was reading this list off, I know I had an omission. Um, let's call it an honorable mention and kind of like a 1A or 1B in my heart. And that's the uh, People Mover. I love that attraction. It's a lengthy one. You get to cool down in some air conditioning as you go through some of the attractions in Magic Kingdom. Um, People Mover is definitely, definitely up there in, uh, in my heart in the 1B spot. Right behind possibly Haunted Mansion and Big Thunder. But... Um, is that actually a ride or is it just a mode of transportation you guys be the judge on that let me know but that's my top 10 official list let's recap it number 10 buzz lightyear space ranger spin number nine mini adventures of winnie the pooh number eight space mountain number seven peter pan's flight number six tron light cycle run number five pirates of the caribbean number four Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, number three, Jungle Cruise, number two, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, and number one, number uno, a Haunted Mansion. And I'll say this about the Haunted Mansion. I wish they would do that overlay that they do in Disneyland. That one is incredible. I love that. And I love that it changes from time to time and seasonality. But um, we don't get that here. That gives you another incentive to go out to Disneyland. But um, I love the Haunted Mansion for what it is right now. And I know that we're getting the Hatbox Ghost very soon it is scheduled to close in early august and that's when a lot of people are expecting the hatbox ghost to be put in um, in anticipation for the mickey's not so scary halloween party that would be a great addition for that party as well so be on the lookout for that i'll keep you updated on when i see that or when i hear that the hatbox ghost makes the addition for now that's going to do it for today's episode Make sure to go to ajolnewworld.com. There you can find my blog, YouTube channel, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you name it. You can find it there. It's all under one, one roof there, if you will. Make sure to tell your friends, like, and subscribe to my YouTube videos. That way I continue to make great new content for you guys and keep Joel New World strong and going strong um, for many, many episodes to come. But anyways, that's going to do it for today. And remember, never let anybody sign your checks. <laughs>